our first baby pregnancy and birthing experience. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Pure Doula podcast. I'm your host, Catherine, the Pure Doula. On this week's episode, my husband, John, joins us as we reminisce and share our birth story of mercy, going from home birth to hospital birth to against our birth plan. Yes, it's a lot. (laughs) We learned a lot, and now we know exactly what we want our second birth to be like, God willing. We are actually outside today since it is so beautiful, so if you hear the sounds of nature or, you know cars honking their horns it's because we're outside (laughs) so hang with me while i chat it up this is the pure doula podcast let's get into it all right everyone so like i said i have the amazing john joining me so john why don't you just say hello and i guess just kind of give like a quick intro is who you are okay well you uh maybe sound better than than I am maybe but uh my name is John and I'm a father um an advocate of health and a brick mason amongst many more and obviously uh like I said a father to to Mercy and and a husband to Catherine so um I'm happy to to rehash this experience because I think everyone will get something from it and um you know just something that maybe you didn't think of or something that you, you may not know someone else you know, went through, um, how we handled some of those situations. So, um, thank you for having me. Of course. Um, is this your first time on a podcast? <laughs> um, probably yes. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So I say, hey, look at that. Look at that. I love it. Okay. So let's just get into it. We're going to start by sharing when I guess we found out we were pregnant, which was, I took a pregnancy test Well, you know, I kind of felt like I was like for a little bit. And then I guess we confirmed it with the pregnancy test at the end of July. Yeah, sounds about right. That sounds, yeah. Um, And it was kind of like then I I think around there is when I started truly feeling so, so sick. Like, I don't know. I know we know of morning sickness, which... We also know that it, it's not subjective to just the morning, but there's also something called severe morning sickness. Um, I can't remember the medical term off the top of my head, but if you look up severe morning sickness, it'll pop up where I was sick from morning until night, day after day after day after day after day after day after day. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was rough. It, was, it hurt to see you in such agony, you know, just bedridden and barely moving and... and uh... You know, at first I didn't know it was uh, how bad it could be, or that there was even severe morning sickness for that matter. So I just did my best to keep you comforted and and hydrated as, as best I could. And not that you were eating a whole lot, but I don't know what I force feed you, whatever I could. Right? Yeah, I mean, it was so bad. Like I didn't get out of bed the whole time, and I remember being like, "How the heck am I going to grow a baby when I'm? I lost so much weight. I was losing all this weight." I couldn't keep anything down. Like, I could I would just throw up. Like, if I smelled something, throw up. Put something in my mouth, throw up. If I moved in the bed, throw up. Yeah. Like, it was, it was bad. I don't know, you know, thankfully, I don't have a job to attend, so I didn't have to worry about that. Women who work, who go through this, like, God bless you. I don't know how you do it. And also, big thanks to you for 
literally just like taking care of me. I mean, I think we found like a couple of things I was able to keep down, like um, hot tea. I mean, hot water with fresh grated ginger and lemon squeeze into it. Shout out to Mandy. She gave me that recipe, one of my girlfriends. Um, and that I was able to keep down Slurpees. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, the Slurpees. Yep, I would send yep. you to go get Slurpees, um, which, you know, crunchy moms out there, don't crucify us for that, please. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was just happy to keep something down. Um, oh, and there's electrolytes that you got from... Sprouts. 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 We miss Sprouts, but it's all good. Yeah. yeah that's, that's right. And uh, Those I was able to keep down. Food, not so much. No. Was there fruit? Was there anything at all fruit-wise? I felt like there was some berries, maybe some blueberries. Oh, yeah. You know? um, and so whatever was, you know, whatever you could keep down is what, what we used. So. Yeah, which wasn't much. And this went on for, like, a couple months at least. It was rough. Yeah. Like, I don't even think I showered the whole time. <laughs> I think you helped me to the shower once. Like, you had to walk me into the shower mind you we were living in an rv at the time which we miss we love the rv life and it was a small one it wasn't anything big but still like even just walking to the bathroom like i needed help i i was so weak i couldn't even stand up so it was it was really hard yeah and and it did last a while too you said two months two months which seemed like more than that and um you know when i was at work during the day especially on the probably month two of the morning sickness it was something that um i was so scared to go to, to leave the house you know like i had to go to work but yeah. i tried to check in with you as much as i could um just knowing how uh you know how much you were hurting so to be away from you was was tough but you're a tough cookie and <laughs> the time i wasn't there you, you you persevered that's for sure oh well thank you you definitely helped for sure too um i mean i couldn't do it alone and i know there are sadly some women who do go through the saloon and it was rough so once that finally went away i think it was around maybe like uh, october ish like mid-october almost this time last year i felt like a million bucks um the second trimester is amazing by the way um I would just, I I had, like, all this energy. I didn't start, like, a lot of food still grossed me out. Because I remember even when I was sick, like, you would be cooking, like, eggs. And yeah. I eat eggs every day. But, like, then I was, like, freaking out. I was like, that is disgusting. I'm going to puke. Like, you need to stop making food. Yeah, <laughs> same, same with the turkey legs, too. The from sprouts, which were really good. Yeah. And uh, you must, like, legs. yeah, you told me to go eat it outside. I'm like, all right, whatever, you know. <laughs> Right, but like imagine being in a you know a small space <laughs> yeah, and yeah, true. i was just like every smell the thought of food made me throw up the smell of food made me throw up it was it took a while for me to really get any kind of appetite back even when i was feeling better i still like was grossed out by so much yeah, food wise you, you were just so hypersensitive to everything you know so it was yeah i guess due to the hormone fl- fluctuation and the changes taking place like you just yeah. the body um, becomes more alert for, for, you know, primal reasons. So whatever. Just. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think I went to, um, I mean, I became like, like I just started craving bagels and cream cheese mm-hmm. at first for a long time. And I was like, you need to go get me bagels and cream cheese. I need bagels and cream cheese. And then it turned into my 
bacon obsession, which I don't eat pork. I used to, but I don't. But then like, for some reason, I just wanted bacon. And that was like one, I, I, I ate bagels and cream cheese and bacon every day for how long you think? The whole time I mean, almost? A solid month and a half, two months. Yeah. You know, of the second trimester. Yeah. Um, um, and you know, with our faith, it's like no pork. So like, I felt truly bad about that, but it was, it was just what worked for you. So yeah, you I know. was just happy to get something in. Like we, we, we were able to work some steak, like steaks and other stuff back into that, uh, you know, with dinner, yeah. it wasn't just cream cheese and bacon around the clock. Although sometimes it was, but yeah, in the beginning. And yeah. then when my, I was getting better with food, then we were like steak for dinner, eggs for breakfast, veggies in there, lots of butter, um, I, I was craving salmon row and salmon skin. Like, yeah. there's no tomorrow. Like, yeah. I wanted to live off of that and steak. <laughs> yep, yeah. But I think it was just interesting to see the extremes of, like, your appetite and sens- sensitivity to smells and taste, you know, through the first trimester. And then some of them, your those senses or, or distaste you had, you're like, no, I can eat eggs again now. Or I can eat more than just bacon and, and cream cheese and... and stuff that you didn't have an appetite for your, your body just kind of kicked into reversal mode from compared to what you were limited upon you know yeah and um it's just interesting to witness yeah it is it, it's wild how the body does that you know and it's crazy but th- then i just kind of just got back to normal at that point and was eating how we normally eat which yeah. is you know a lot of eggs steak um the liver too. We were doing the beef the, liver. The liver, pill, the liver, frozen beef liver pills. Yeah. So, um, for those who don't know, I know I've told like a lot of my friends that know this, and John's friends as well. But instead of buying like beef liver supplements or eating beef liver, John likes to eat it. It's too strong of an of a taste for me. But I want to get in that nutrient. So we found out that if you freeze fresh organic. Like grass-fed beef liver for what? Uh, um, I think we did it for for two weeks. You freeze. We did it for frozen? well because it was organic and pasture raised and, and it's sourced properly. We didn't freeze it for as long, but we froze it and then cut cut it into strips and basically cut it into like tablets, um, the size of like a chiclet, even maybe a little bit bigger than a chiclet or try a piece of gum or yeah. something. <laughs> you know, just, and then um, ref- Do people even know what chiclets are. Anymore? <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question, but. <laughs> You know, very tiny pieces and then refreeze them. And then um, in the morning, we would just swallow them like you would do with any other, like, you know, pill. Um, yeah. And just gulp it down with water. So it made it easier to... Like about six pieces. Like, yeah. 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 Um, we, I forget what we weighed it out to, but you kind of just eyeball it. Because honestly, I mean, we introduced it slow and with caution for her especially. And then, you know, to see how your body responds to it. And that's what I would recommend personally. But anyway, and then, you know, so you just kind of go with your instincts in a way because yeah. you do end up craving this liver believe it or not and it's your body just telling you you need the zinc and the vitamin a and d in these uh, in the liver you know your body craves it you need it so that's that Plus was with uh, the baby growing yes yes and all those healthy fats are, were definitely essential and are essential so the liver was a, a key component for sure yeah, that and the cod liver oil That's that right, I was yeah. taking. I mean, I took a prenatal in the very, very beginning, but then we stopped. You know, I mean, I'm not really for prenatals anymore after the research we always do with everything, you know. Yeah. But I think because we're eating healthy and taking the beef liver, the cod liver oil, we're doing eggs every day, you know. Um, we're getting the nutrients that is needed 
without any like additives or like synthetic things that like prenatals can have yeah Yeah. um so look into that too i would research that but um yeah so we were just eating normal i was doing like light exercise because i was so weak i mean if you see john and you know john he's like an exercise god i mean (laughs) (laughs) but you know like that's his thing and i always was into working out and he helped me like stay focused and into that and I was in great shape then I got sick lost all that weight lost so much muscle so you know would you lose 20 pounds 20 pounds definitely at least 20 pounds easily 20 pounds I lost in the beginning so once I start feeling normal you know I just would walk I would say walk one mile a day about a little more you would do like a morning and then an evening so maybe like a little over two miles a little over two miles cumulative I would say like start off you know half a mile yeah. for a day and increase yeah it. it was like a slow workup yeah for, for sure because sure. you were just so uh immobile no just immobile i mean you're bedridden so the muscles yeah. atrophy and shrink and just need to be um re- reprogrammed or fired again but just like you know so the body adapted you did well with incorporating it and i know i was probably a little over the top with it sometimes <laughs> he's like but. all right so we're gonna do stationary lunches <laughs> 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 Now you take it easy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, but, but we got there. Yeah, we, you know, we, uh, the important thing is the activity. Never underestimate the power of just walking, going for a walk, you know. Yeah. It's, uh, so that being said, that's, that's something, too, we made sure to, to incorporate daily. And during all this, too, mind you, like, I mean, for those who know us, you know, we, like, are information nerds. Like, we love to research. We love to know as much information as we possibly can and, like, anything against the system <laughs> quotes, the system yeah no but you know even with the prenatals like we were we it's okay to make mistakes like we t- we learned as thought we prenatals yeah. were the right thing and then we found that we were not not in favor of them and that's the thing we just tried to say as vigilant as can with as we could with uh what we thought was right and and what we wanted to do um that with we thought everything. was best yeah exactly. because I, I i went unassisted um Pretty much up until like about 30 weeks, 30 some weeks, you know, uh, we originally in the RV in Texas, we wanted a home birth. We went unassisted, you know, we aren't really into the medical industry, so there was no need for us to go see a doctor. We, I mean, I know my body. I trust my body. I trust um, our God. I, you know, same with John and like, we weren't just going through this like ignorant and blind. Like I said, we research everything. We were reading a lot. So we felt really confident in it, but then it was like, we want a home birth. We're in this small RV. And when I say small, how big was our RV? I mean, it was like 23 feet. I mean, there's, which small, was all we needed. There smaller ones but, than that, but yeah. we, I mean, so when you suggested that idea, I'm like, not happening. There's not enough space for it. (laughs) Right. We really didn't, like, I mean, look, anything is possible. But for our first birth to be comfortable, like, we kept having, like, some doubt. And this was way before we even had a doula. So, you know, we just didn't know what to do. And we were just, like, going with it. And we were like, whatever, like, God's plan. Something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. We'll figure it out. So I would say, like, towards the end of December, like the middle of December, my mom was like, just come back to Jersey. She was a nurse. She's a nurse. Yeah. So she was very helpful and, and you know, 
with a lot of things. Yeah, absolutely. At that time, because we had, didn't. She was the only person we could kind of turn to for, you know, experience in the field and in the hospitals and without just, being like too much of against what we believe in. Right, just understanding us. You know, not yeah. you know, not some jamoke in a white coat. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> so we we trusted her obviously. Yeah, and, she and she's helpful. like, just come back to Jersey. Both you know, our families are up here, and you can get a doula and you can figure it out and honestly I learned about a doula through my mom really and then that you know like I've said in the past led down the whole doula road but we're not going to get into that we're sticking to this story um so I would say like the end of December we left Texas we came back to Jersey and I was due due in March so do the math. What, what was I, six months around that point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we come back to Jersey and we're like, all right, what are we going to do? You know, I still wanted to like birth unassisted, like at home. I'm like, I'll even like rent a hotel room in the casino, <laughs> like a suite, like something. Yes. And But a part of me was still like, I don't know. I feel like I also need to go to a birthing center or find like a midwife, you know. And my sister also works in the OBGYN field and with a lot of midwives. And again, she knows how we are, which was cool because she actually found a midwife that would work with us. Because when we came back to Jersey, we were looking for midwives and we were getting turned away by quite a few places, even birthing centers were yeah. turning us away. Yeah, they were saying, they were, they said, forget which one, but it doesn't matter. But uh, they said we were, you were too far along, which yeah, was, at that time was 28 weeks, I think it was. No, I was well, like that was 30 some weeks, like 35, I think. Okay. Yeah, it was a slow start getting everything settled in Jersey. You know, so by the time I was like, oh, I found this birthing place. Oh, we don't take anyone past 35 weeks. And I was like, oh my gosh. Because, you know, I had to get like insurance set up here and everything because of deciding to find a midwife, you know? So they turned us away. Then another off midwife turned us away because they didn't like our birth plan. And they just, they were like really had an attitude about it, you know? And then another yeah. place like rolled their eyes and gave us an attitude because I didn't want to do drink glucola, <laughs> which yeah. if you know, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so we definitely shuffled it. Right. You know, again, going back to just how thorough we tried to be about it. I mean, we, we knew we knew going into it, they're going to be moving to New Jersey. There would be some sacrifices possibly. And part of that was just the time spent in finding the right midwife and, and, and doula once we were comfortable with those when, when you know, we were to that point. Yeah. So we did have to go to a couple of different, different doctor's offices and experience how they operate. <laughs> and right. so but we were happy to, to have it figured out by the end of it, even with all the effort it took, you know? Yeah. So... My sister, you know, hooked us up with a midwife and she was really accepting and understanding, excuse me, especially at first, like we felt really comfortable with her, but like towards the end, like, you know, they say like your due date, whatever, it's all an estimation, you know, like when that came and went, she's like, well, maybe we should think about like inducing you because you're 40 weeks. And if you go another week and nothing happens, we should probably start having that conversation. And she knew I, you know, that was on our birth plan. Like mm -hmm. we don't want that. Um, and you know, it was like, okay, you know, maybe this is, I don't know. 
I, I just felt like they do kind of pressure you, you know, like this is not cool right now, but okay. Plus I was like really emotional the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> I would yeah. cry every time I went to see her. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, um, luckily Mercy came on her own a week after her quote unquote due date, which, um, I was having like the false labor for the week of like, she was doing a Saturday that whole week leading up to I was having false labor. And then that whole following week after I was having the false labor because she came that following Saturday, like exactly exactly a week later. And, um, I remember Friday, this is like something I didn't want to do, but you know, you kind of get sucked in. I feel like this is why I feel like a doula present is necessary. And even though one of my girlfriends who's a doula out in Pennsylvania was like, I will help you. I'll come be with you, whatever. She lives so, so far away. It took her like four hours to get here. And I'm like, I guess a little hard headed to where I was like, no, don't worry about it. I'll be fine. But I could have used her in moments like this, you know, like at an appointment like this, like John, you were great, but I think we both kind of got like sucked into being like, okay, we have to do this because what, God forbid, like, blah, 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 blah. So they wanted me to do a non-stress test. And um, this was on Friday, the Friday past the due date. Mm -hmm. And all that day, I was feeling like cramps, which that false labor, I would only have at night and it would go away come morning. So like all day I would be fine. And then at night it would come back. So this Friday, that Friday, it never went away. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And I'm just chilling. And then that Friday night, you know, it kicked in again. And I would just like be up all night and lay in bed. And what really helped me was like, I would be on my knees and like leaning forward over the pillows. Like how, what would you call that position? I don't even know, but. Um, I I mean, I don't know how much sure it's a good question, but just with your elbows on the floor, elbows slash forearms on the floor. Yeah, and then, like, I would lean up a little bit onto a pillow, lean down, like, up and down, kind of, but, like, on my knees. And um, that is what really helped my cramps and kind of, like, foreshadowed the best position for me when it came to labor. But anyway, so that whole Friday night, I was up with cramps. Saturday, it was, like, not going away. It was kind of getting more intense. My girlfriend, who's a doula out in PA, she's like, I will come there. Just tell me I'll come. And I'm like, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. You know, we're on the phone. I'm calling her. She's calling me. She's like, what's going on? All right, you're fine. Stay home longer. You know, and even my the midwife told us, like, labor at home as long as you can because yeah. of your birth plan. You know, how hospitals operate. You don't want to get interventions. Stay at home as long as possible. So, you know, I'm sitting on my birth ball breathing through the contractions, moving my hips all around, back and forth, um, getting up and walking around, going to the bathroom. And I would say, like, at around... Everyone's telling me to go to the hospital, and I'm like, no. But I would say, like, around, like, 1.30-ish, I I was having a bloody show when I went to pee. And John was like, all right, we're going. <laughs> yeah, there was no choice. You know, there was no no other way to go at that point, you know. So she was a little stubborn about it. But I'm like, there's no, you know, we're going. Yeah. yeah. And again, crunchy moms will probably kill me for this. I don't even care. But I was like, look, I don't want to go to the hospital right now. He's like, we got to go. I'm like, all right, if we're going, 
you have to stop at McDonald's because I want a cheeseburger. I want a quarter pounder with cheese, <laughs> fries, and a large Sprite because, you know, McDonald's Sprite is busting. But anyway, <laughs> he was like, whatever to get you to the hospital. <laughs> so we're like in the drive through and I'm like having contractions. I'm like, don't forget my Sprite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that was the last... Uh... The last stop before, you know, things were going to get underway. So, was, And I know McDonald's is terrible, but whatever. I just wanted a cheeseburger. It was like that guilty pleasure that I guess she felt she quote-unquote needed. I needed, I needed it. Food, whatever you want to call it. Comfort. I needed that comfort to get to the hospital. Yeah. I hate hospitals. Like, I instantly get anxiety walking into a hospital. But anyway, um, we had a hospital bag that we packed a lot of coconut water in and, like, the, what were those bars we got? Those were good too. Like oh, I forget some kind of date bar, I want to say, or something like that. Target? And then um, some kind of uh, beef liver chips, the crisps. Oh, those yeah. beef liver crisps, yeah. so good. I'm gonna link the Instagram page that sells those in the description because those literally, like, I craved those after giving birth, like no other. When I told you earlier, I'm not really big on the taste of liver, but I guess my body just needed it and was craving it. Like I was, I ate so many of those while we were still in the hospital. It was insane. Yeah. But definitely in your hospital bag, if you're having a hospital birth, pack nutritious snacks and, uh, coconut waters or like electrolytes to keep you hydrated because don't let them tell you you can't eat or drink during labor. I did that the entire oh, we time. Also had salt too. We had plenty of salt, plenty of salt, which is needed. Yeah. Yeah. Salt King over here, <laughs> the real salt bay. <laughs> yeah. So um, we get to the hospital and I instantly start crying when we get in there. Remember, I couldn't even talk to them like why I'm here. <laughs> it's just I hate hospitals. <laughs> They're like, are you in pain? I was like, I'm okay, but I think I'm in labor. <laughs> They're like, why are you crying? I'm like, I hate it here. <laughs> and um, the midwife was like, it wasn't our midwife, but the midwife, she was really cool and really nice. And yeah. she was like, I'm just going to do a cervical check just to check you. You know, they, we filled out all the paperwork. They took my vitals. They, they didn't really think anything was going on. So that's why she really wanted to check, you know. And, um, again, went against the birth plan because that was something on our birth plan. No cervical checks. Whatever. So she checked and she was like, um do you mind if I have another midwife come in and check you? And we were like, okay. So she gets to the other midwife who's a man, which yeah. first time I've, I've seen that, but okay, cool, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing, but whatevs, all good. Um, and he checked me and he was like, no, you were right. She's six centimeters. So I was six centimeters when we got there and we got there. That was probably yeah. at that point by like 2.33 o'clock, right? I would say around like two, between like two and three. Two and three? Yeah. Okay, because yeah. for me, it's more of a blur. That's why I have him here, because I feel like he see he remembers things a little differently. <laughs> so they were like, she was like, we were going to send you home because we didn't think you were truly like in labor like this. So she's like, but we'll get you admitted now. I was like, all right, cool. Like, now what? And they put us in this room. The room was big. They had like birth balls a shower there's no birthing pool but it was like it was nice it was yeah nice. yeah it was great that everything we could ask for and thought we and needed really yeah um, the bed moved different ways it had like a bar it had like like a, a not yeah, a rope an, an but anchor, like a an sheet yeah an like a rebozo sheet, kind of thing yeah. but to grab onto um 
they tried putting me in a gown. I ripped it off. I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> they did put like that portable, um, fetal monitoring thing on me so I could walk around. Like I was doing a lot of walking. Then they were trying to like, um, take my blood. They failed at that. Like everyone has a hard time taking blood for me, from my veins. I don't, whatever. And then, um, I was like, okay, leave me alone. And I just walked around. John was trying to help, you know, but like when I don't feel well, even when I'm like throwing up and stuff, I don't like to be touched. Like I just like to kind of like be alone, which is okay. Um, I wish I was like in the moment where I'm like, all right, press on my hips, babe. Like hold my hand. Like, but I'm like, don't touch me. (laughs) So you were just kind of chilling, watching me walk around and in and out of the bathroom, sat on the toilet a lot, which helped with, like, pressure, Um, leaned on the wall, just a lot of pacing. I didn't really use the birth ball once I got further along and it got more intense. Um, And then I sat on... At one point when I was sitting on the toilet, that's when my water broke. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it sounded like a bucket of of water being... Hitting the ground from 10 stories up. <laughs> and I was like, all right, that's, that's, that's what that sounds like. I screamed out. I'm like, I think my water broke. And John's like, that's what that was. Yeah, yeah like, like Dorney Park, <laughs> the water slide. You see all that water. But, and then for, after that, I think you kind of, uh, that was kind of like the. That's when transition. The race, is, the race was on, you know? Yeah, like, and that's I, when it took a turn because yeah. I started like freaking out. And again, if you're going to do a hospital birth and the birth team doesn't stick to your birth plan and properly coaches you through transition, because John and I, we didn't know. I thought I was ready for this, but I clearly wasn't fully educated on how transition is. That's when all the doubt kicks in. That's when uh, women are like, I don't want to do this. I can't do it. Give me this. Give me that. And that's when I was like, give me pain medicine now. Like, I'm going to lose it. I can't do it. I need pain medicine. And, um, you know, I get sick. Personally, I don't take any medicine. But, you know, in the past when I had taken pain medicine, I get very sick off of it. So they were like, well, you get sick. So we'll give you this first to prevent nausea. And then we'll put it in your IV. You're getting the pain medicine. I'm like, I need it now. Screw the, screw the nausea stuff. Just give me the pain medicine. And I wish, you know, because John doesn't know. He's in the moment. I'm in the moment. I wish the nurses would have been more like, you're okay. You can do this. You know, I did hear the nurse say, oh, she's in transition after I was saying some things. And I wish she would have just um, stuck to what we said we wanted like how we wanted it and like coached me through it instead of being like oh okay let's run and get you the pain medicine in your iv you know yeah agreed agreed i mean you know you were hesitant about it because it like it went it went against our birth plan but um i think having someone who's a woman and not um directly connected to say like what the hospital likes to to push or accelerate and stuff it just gives it it would have given because me telling you, it's almost like, but you probably don't want to hear it from me anyway. I mean, there's only so much I can offer um, in that sentence. And, and I did. But just having someone else who has been in, in that situation to, to, to know, like, hey, you don't need this pain medicine. Because I know how tough you are. So by the time you came to that point where I feel like it might have been necessary, I'm like, all right, well, then it's a 
she's in, she, you know, a lot of pain. So right, another woman, right. Another woman who has been in that situation, whether her own birth or multiple, um, assisted, assisting with births and just seeing how that, um, that whole dynamic much different from any guy. What the hell do I know? <laughs> you know, um, definitely would have been helpful. Definitely yeah. would, have, would have served a lot of benefits. So that, that's me saying I should have had Jen, my girlfriend, who's a doula, just drive the four hours <laughs> and come and probably would have prevented that. But whatever. It's everything's a learning lesson. And we learned a lot through this experience. And I learned a lot. And I think it also helps drive what I do and try to help women stay informed and aware and understood and educated because I truly did not know transition was the way it is. So... That was probably around like 5 p.m. They put that in my IV and they told me I had to stay on the bed. And let me tell you, that pain medicine does nothing for pain. Nothing. All it did was like, I felt like I was just like, I felt like I was on drugs. Like, I felt like I was on drugs. I was so loopy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I was just so loopy and out of it. Like, I was, if I wasn't having a contraction, I was asleep, like, nodded out having like wild dreams felt like I was asleep forever and then I'd get woken up by the contractions and like just like the pain was still there I was just like loopy and I was so thirsty I remember just being like John I need more coconut water (laughs) yeah Yeah, that's what those medicines do will dry you out and stuff too yeah and I feel like if I didn't have that I probably would have mercy would have came out quicker but um so that was around five and I was on the bed and like doing all different positions, holding onto the bar, pulling onto the cloth and they're like, push Catherine, push. And I was like, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You you were in your own zone. You're only going to do what your body told you to do. Um, and what you felt was right. And also you, you heard them in the background or me like helping support you, um, <laughs> taking on the pain and <laughs> moving forward with, getting mercy to this world but yeah um i don't know ultimately it came down to you just i think staying in tune with what you knew you had to do you know yeah once you you came out of the the cloudiness that that the pain medication was it was like you're a whole other person you're back to your your natural self you know and yeah i feel like it wore off even like towards the end because um I just was more aware towards the end because that was a couple hours laying there from five. She didn't come out till eight thirty, yeah. and it feels like a blur and it feels like it went like that, but it obviously was a couple hours. So like they were telling me to push. I was saying no, they were telling me to push. Then I started make pretend and like making faces like I was, but I think they knew I wasn't. <laughs> and then, um, I was like, I got, and then it wore off, like you said, and I was back into myself. And I was like, I got to get up and move around. I got to get in a position that's better. Because they were having me, like, not necessarily on my back, but, like, sitting up to that way. On and on my side. Yeah. Right. That was one. But I was like, I need to get into that position that I was in when I was having, like, pre-labor and, like, false labor and, like, the early contractions, which was on my knees facing, like, the the bed. So kind of like backwards on the bed or like yeah, facing the like, upward part. Yeah, like if you're in a recliner chair, if you were to sit in the recliner chair with your elbows on the on the upright of the chair and then your knees on to where your butt would usually be, yeah. so your ass is facing away from the chair. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? That was the position. So was, And that was as soon as I got into that position, you were able to press your hips deeper that kind of went into the kind of um 
went well with the contractions in terms of pressing the hips down and, and the baby was coming in, a, in, in the opposite direction from the push of the hips. Yeah. Because you know? so, as soon as that was that, she like, yeah, her head poked out. You, I remember you saying like, you see her hair. Yeah. Yeah. Which I thought was a joke. Though actually the nurse said it and I thought she was just saying that to like encourage you to like keep, keep pushing or keeps, you know, stay um, focused on, on the birth. And I was like, oh, that nurse is BS and there's, there's no hair, you know? So like when the next contraction, I look and and about the size of like a half dollar, there was like there was hair there, and I'm like, at this time we didn't know if it was a boy or a girl, but I was like, oh, I was like, wow, oh my god, <laughs> all that heartburn paid <laughs> off. I'm like, wow, that really is hair there, and <laughs> it wasn't shortly, it wasn't too much longer after that that Mercy was here, but it was just, it was a fascinating thing to witness and and help um you know help you push through <laughs> not not literally but figuratively. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you got it on camera too, but um. I didn't have to push, you know, they kept saying push, but I didn't until my, I felt my body do it. Like, it. yeah, my body just like, there was no stopping my body doing it on its own. That, um, reflex that it does. And when you know, like, you know, and I was trying to explain to John, like what it feels like. And like, the only thing I can think of, like how to compare it to is like when you have like to make a terrible poop and like you're sitting there and your body just like like pushes for you and like it comes out and you're like ah. but like that's like the only thing i could compare it to i'm like i other than that like i was not going to push like there's no reason to push then i felt my body doing it and i engaged with it and how many pushes maybe like a handful and then she was out yeah yeah and i'm like you know on my knees trying to grab her i'm like what is it what, what, what? they're like oh a girl and we're like oh cool like oh wow you know and yep. we did the golden hour which delayed the cord clamping and i think the midwife was like this is actually a record for for her as yeah. to how long she waited to cut the cord because i was like do not cut that cord yeah. <laughs> like let her sit on my on my chest like yep. latched right away luckily you know thank god she breastfed right away because some of those interventions especially with medicine can sabotage that you know because right. it does affect the baby too so i feel like we were blessed in that sense and then um uh what else was there oh with the placenta delivering yeah. that came out on its own although she started tugging when it was at the end i was like stop pulling and she's like no it's out i'm just helping it come out so i'm like at that point i'm sure you guys who know me can realize the medicine wore off because i was very like yeah. <laughs> stop doing that don't do that what are you doing yeah <laughs> and they let us take the placenta home which that, that was part as of our, they should <laughs> yeah yeah that was part of our plan from very early on you know because it and turn them into capsules because that helps a lot with the mother rebalancing hormones and producing breast milk like et cetera, et cetera. so we we that was great they were very helpful with that they put her on ice force for a few hours until a cooler got there for us and they didn't even bat an eye to it and some of them were even like wow we've never heard of that before yeah they're so cool. you know it's one of those things that always encourage to do your own research because maybe it's for you maybe it's not and you know um that's a possibility and, and they were really nice about it so yeah like great. the the whole hospital experience it wasn't it really wasn't as bad as you think or i thought it would yeah. be like i said there there were times I just wish like the pain medicine that they just were on our side more instead of like doing their job, right, quote unquote. Right. And then, um, after that, like, you know, we didn't want any, um, eye ointment or vitamin K and they were all really cool about that. They did kind of push it and say like weird comments about vitamin K and don't drop your baby on their head or whatever. But, 
overall, like, they didn't harass us, which was cool. So, I mean, it really wasn't bad. We were there. When did I get discharged? Monday morning, right? Yeah, yeah. So we got there Saturday at, like, noon or 1 o'clock. And then Monday morning, we were all home. Beautiful. Yeah, it was great. Um, I mean, Jersey still does some weird, like, COVID restrictions, which we declined COVID tests because no. So they kept us isolated, which is fine anyway because I don't want to be bothered. Right. <laughs> We're like, hey, whatever. Just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we just, like, had food delivered. My mom sent food. Like, it was cool. So it really wasn't bad. Going forward, we now know yeah. firsthand, like, everything that we want and what we don't want and like a home birth will be (laughs) what we do i mean if i could yeah that's just that's just how our experience so you know it's either either whether we i think whether we had the home birth or not having a doula in the home birth space or the hospital space that's that's kind of something we didn't have right there that we could have had you know so the the doula whether at home or in the hospital still would have Right, I should have just let Jen come. I mean, I was, I had Jen and Vicky like on speed dial. I was texting both of my doulas about things, and they were right there answering me right away. But it definitely would have made a difference to have um, Jen there for sure. Vicky, she was she was in the midst of traveling across country, but she was still great through the phone. Um, I'll link both of their Instagrams too because they're both amazing women. Um, but yeah, I mean. If your first experience, you feel safer, like, doing it that way, I still think you should educate yourself, do what's best for you, have a doula, and go from there. Like, I think those are just the major takeaways, you know. I think, you know, we knew we could do it without a hospital, but since it was our first, we both kind of felt safer in that sense. Yeah. Um, But next time, you know, maybe I'll live my dream and do it in the ocean. (laughs) Yeah, with the, with the dolphins, right? Which, yeah. which that's a cool topic if you want to go down a rabbit hole. Of yeah, dolphins assisting in baby births. If you want to have your mind blown, go yeah, check that check out. that out for sure. That- and then ask yourself why it's outlawed. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we could talk about this kind of thing for a while. But um, yeah, so that's the story of Little Mercy James coming into this world. Well, she was already in this world, just in my belly, coming out of my belly. The new environment. Yeah, yeah new environment, being cute. But um, I hope you guys enjoy this little story. We kind of ramble. That's just how John and I are. We'll ramble and ramble and ramble and talk and talk and talk. So I hope it kind of made sense. <laughs> yeah, I hope I was able to give some perspective, no matter who's listening, male or female, from guys' perspective, just like, all right, this, even though we, we thought we were thorough and everything, and we were, you know, and then we changed along the way, which is fine. I hope I was able to at least share a guy's perspective and what I think we could have done differently or better or or anything like that because i know a lot of guys like are just i don't know i think the whole notion is like oh all right pregnant guy goes to work doesn't doesn't isn't involved in anything like no go try to go to the doctor's appointments keep yourself educated do it together like we were watching videos at night like i don't know yeah you are great you you like I tell him all the time he should write a book and how men should be because he's like the perfect man. <laughs> Very supportive in every way. You know, even when I didn't feel like watching a video about what was happening, he's like, no, let's watch this. Let's learn. And everyone get yourself a John. 
Take it easy. <laughs> it's only one of those. <laughs> well, right thank here. you, babe, for joining me. I'm going to just kind of wrap this up now. Um, hit us up with any questions or comments on the Instagram. I hope, you know, and pray that you took something away from this episode. And if you enjoyed this episode and enjoy this podcast, please give it five stars. Thank you for listening. Because of you, the listeners, I get to share this time, space, and information. God bless.